You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to episode number 15 of Life Repurposed. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. And I have author Joni Shahan with me, and she's going to be talking about the book that just came out. We're going to be talking about the content of that book. I'm going to show it now as a sneak preview, but we're going to talk about it more at the end. But it is called In Her Shoes, Dancing in the Shadow of Cancer. And I'm excited because my mom's story is also in this book. So Joni, tell us a little bit about you. And remember that our audience doesn't know you, even though I've known you for a really long time. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on the podcast of Life Repurposed. Um, I'm an RN and an ovarian cancer survivor. I was diagnosed in 2006 with ovarian cancer. Um, I had no idea that... um, I had it that summer before I was diagnosed. I had a few episodes of nausea. Um, I even thought it might be ovarian cancer, but it it wasn't um, consistent enough for me to think that I needed to see a doctor. And in September of 2006, I rolled over in bed and felt a mass in my abdomen. And it was about the size of a grapefruit. So I um, ended up, Well, about the same time, I ended up in physical therapy for a back injury, and I'm laying on the table, and the therapist is pressing along my spine, and he gets to my lower back, and I nearly jump off the table in pain, Mm. and it's my abdomen that hurts. Wow. So so you were working as a nurse. Were you, what department did you work in? At that time, I was working critical care, but I did have an oncology background many years before that. Okay. So you had seen people go through cancer before? So how did you feel when you found out you had cancer yourself? Um, I was, first of all, really shocked. Um, I had seen my patients go through chemotherapy. And as as an oncology nurse, I had vowed I would never do chemotherapy. Um, (laughs) And here I am. I'm finding myself now amongst their ranks and um, joining a club I never wanted to. Facing cancer and chemotherapy. So I mentioned that my mom's story is in your book. She right. also is an ovarian cancer survivor. Why is that so significant that you and my mom are both survivors? But it's so significant because most women are diagnosed at stage three. Yes. Or stage four, because the symptoms of cancer are so um, vague. Um, And there are symptoms of ovarian cancer. We call it the cancer that whispers because the symptoms can mimic many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about the symptoms of cancer using, of ovarian cancer using the acronym BEAT, B-E-A-T. And B is for persistent bloating. E is for eating less and feeling fuller. Mm -hmm. And A is for abdominal or pelvic pain. And T is for trouble with your bladder or bowels. And so it can mimic like a bladder infection or um, irritable bowel. And many women have been treated for this for um, quite a while before they discover that it's ovarian cancer. So it's often diagnosed in the latter stages. 
sure. And we brush it off. We think we're imagining things or oh, we don't go to, we think we're going to the doctor for every little thing. I'm sure there's reasons for why we ignore it, but I, I feel like I've met fewer survivors of ovarian cancer than some other cancers just because of how late it's usually diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So you've been a survivor for over 13 years? Correct. Okay. Correct. So how did your life change when you received that diagnosis? Because that's one of the things that my listeners like to hear about is, you know, what happened in your life when this sudden diagnosis came your way? Um, first of all, it's a shock. I just did not anticipate it. So I was just in shock. And I know many people sometimes feel like you hear the C word and you think you're going to die. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that way for myself, but it was such a whirlwind of activity. It was within, I was diagnosed very quickly and within two weeks I was having surgery. So I'm having to go through multiple, multiple tests and then, um, having to get a leave of absence from my work and having to pull everything together and be ready for surgery in two weeks. So you just kind of, I, I just felt like I was on a treadmill of activity and I didn't even have an opportunity to notify all my friends of what was happening because it was so fast. So where did you turn for support in the middle of that difficulty? Um, basically, um, I had, um, friends that I was really close to that prayed with me. I had a church family that supported me. Um, I had family that came up. Um, was just people were, were there for me in that time. And, and I just felt like the Lord was just really present with me through this whole um, time of diagnosis and going through cancer and chemotherapy. Yeah, I, I wonder, I don't know how many resources are out there. And like I said, we're going to be talking about your book at the end here. But I know that you've written this book as a way of encouraging people who are going through the process because you have um, little encouraging notes. You have um, Bible verses. Like it's almost like a devotional. Did, were there things that you found or did you decide to write this resource because you feel like there's a, a big gap in what's available for people? At the time I started writing, I started the book because there were no Gildas clubs. There were no Facebook support groups. I contacted the American Cancer Society and said, is there a support group? And they said, no. Oh. And I'm like, are there any other ovarian cancer survivors? Do they survive? Right. I didn't even know. And so that was the reason I started the book. I started the book to write a book I would have liked to have had going through chemotherapy chemotherapy, because I didn't really have anyone to share with, share my experiences with, to validate um, what I was going through. Right. And so that's how it started. And now you have a group of sisters who have been through this. Um, tell my listeners what your group is called. We have an ovarian cancer group called the Fried Egg Sunny Side Up. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> um, and do you meet monthly? Yes, we meet, we meet once a month. We decided we wanted a social group, not a support group. So sure. we meet for lunch once a month. And then we go, um, we also do some fun things together. And we also do some fundraising for the Wisconsin Ovarian Cancer Alliance and the UW Cancer Carbone Center. Okay. And it was really neat how it got started. And so 
it, it's very fun. I love that. I love that you're all um, active in supporting the mission of cancer research or supporting people who are going through cancer. You have so many different ways that your group has reached out and you're really involved in a couple of different organizations. So that's, that's wonderful that you've taken this situation that you had to go through and turned it into a way of helping other people. Um, before we move on to talking about how you, that situation has um, a situation, I don't know how, why I'm calling cancer a situation, but <laughs> how you turn cancer into something that um, has brought good in other people's lives. I'd like to know about, like, can you remember the lowest point in your treatment process of just how you felt? Um, I think one of my lowest points was, um, especially during the night, I was awake, I was in pain, and I had terrible, terrible pain in my toe that was, it would be like your big toe was like 50 times normal size, like you see on the cartoon when they stub the toe. And I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And it was so, so frustrating for me. And I'd be waking up with hot flashes. I'd be waking up with pain. Um, it, was, it was very, very difficult, the, the lack of sleep and the constant, constant fatigue that went on with the chemotherapy and wondering, is this ever going to end? Is, am I ever going to feel better? And I wasn't able to focus. I really couldn't focus to pray. I couldn't focus to read. I couldn't watch a movie. Um, and that was just really, really hard for me. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about chemo brain. You've mentioned that. I think that's how you referred to it, right? Um, yes. so just tell, tell me about what that does and how that changes your life. Chemo brain is like a huge fog that comes over your mind. And you um, can't remember things. I would, I remember trying to balance my checkbook and I'd look at it and I have two plus two is five. And um, I was doing my taxes and I made major errors on my taxes. Mm -hmm. um, you'd forget things and just in the in total inability to focus. Mm -hmm. I remember driving and I'm thinking you shouldn't even be driving because you're not even functioning well enough to drive. I'm not sure how I got from one place to the other mm -hmm. because everything was so, so foggy for me. Um, and your memory just um, trying to remember names. Mm -hmm. um, people you know for years and all of a sudden you can't remember their names or you're looking for a word and it's not there. Mm. It's very frustrating. So it affects somebody's ability to really do their everyday work then. It's not like you can just go right back to work. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we move into our life repurpose section, Joni is going to tell us a little bit more about some hope that she found in the middle of this cancer that she faced, the treatment, the ongoing chemo brain. So stay tuned as we move into life repurposed. So as we move into talking about life repurposed, this is really my heart, is to talk about how God turns trash to treasure. And that, for me, started with inspiration from furniture. I'm actually in my living room, and you can see, if you're watching the video and not the podcast, you can see some repurposed things behind me. I love those because they are a reminder of how not everything that's junky has to be trash. 
And so, Joni, tell us a little bit about what God did in your life as you had to go through difficult circumstances. What changed in you as a result? Um, my whole life was feels like I it was repurposed because of the um, ovarian cancer. First of all, I was never a writer. I would never. I had never considered writing a book. So it started me on a whole journey of going to um, writing conferences where I met Michelle, which was the Quad Cities Writers Conference many years ago, probably about 10, 11 years ago, and starting to to write my story. And in the process of that, have a, a writing critique group that we have met. It's now our 10-year anniversary yeah. that we have been together. And we... They have made me a better writer and we meet once a month and critique one another's work. So that in itself has been a whole journey. And then once there was Facebook groups, I was able to connect with some ovarian cancer Facebook groups and I found out about an ovarian cancer camp in Missoula, Montana. And it's called Camp Make a Dream and it's free of charge for ovarian cancer survivors. And so I decided to go. And there I finally met other ovarian cancer survivors and which was an awesome experience um, to meet them. And in the process, some of them were teaching, were in a program called Survivors Teaching Students where we teach and share our stories with medical students, which is really exciting because they're the up and coming ones who will be diagnosing ovarian cancer. Yeah, I forgot about this part of your story. This is awesome. So this is very fun. So we go into the med school and we share our stories with them and they really like us coming. And and we hope that in sharing our stories that they will have a face to put to ovarian cancer and that in hearing our stories that maybe when they're examining a woman who's having some of these vague symptoms, there'll just be something in the back of their mind that just kind of a niggling that says ovarian cancer and maybe they will pursue it right. so that women can be diagnosed in earlier stages. So through doing survivors teaching students was how I got connected and we started the fried eggs group. Okay. So That's cool. So yeah. One of the things that you've probably also talked about with some of the doctors that you've met with is even bedside manner and how to deliver the news. Because if I remember, somebody was kind of blunt with you when you received your diagnosis. Yes. <laughs> yes. My doctor was was quite blunt. I had, um, we really thought I had a fibroid because um, it was about the size of a cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. And so she said, but we need to do an ultrasound just to be sure. So I scheduled the ultrasound and then following the ultrasound appointment with her. So I'm in the ultrasound and the room is really dark and the tech is looking at me and looking at the screen and looking at me and looking at the screen. And I'm like, oh no, this is not good. So I go up, take my films with me. The doctor walks in the room and announces, you have ovarian cancer, starts rattling off all the tests that need to be done, and I am just totally stunned. Right. Like, give me a moment. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I just kind of went through the motions the rest of the day to do tests. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, you mentioned that you're a writer, and I want my listeners to know that Joni is a really good writer. You write with description and you include um, 
kind of a little bit of humor. You're one of the most joyful people I know. I don't know that I've ever seen you without a smile on your face. And so a lot of people wouldn't imagine that you've been through a hardship or a difficult time because you really wear it well. And I think you're a testimony to how you can bring God glory through your own difficulties, your own trials. Um, as you think about how God has changed you, how has this changed how you face additional cha uh, challenges that come your way? Um, I think the biggest thing is that God was with me through chemo, even though sometimes you don't always feel like it, um, but he was there and he was with me through chemo and that whatever I am facing um, in the future, he will be with me and, and we will be able to face it together. Yeah, that's a great message to send out. So we're going to be talking shortly now about the resources that Joni has available. And we're going to include links at michellerayburn.com slash 15. That's for episode 15. And so if I talk about a website or Joni's book, you're going to be able to get links to whatever we talk about. So I'm going to pull some of the links out of the back of Joni's book for references as well, because there are some fantastic resources in there. So let's move into that and talk about Joni's book. So for our recommended resource, of course, I've been talking about it the whole podcast here today, I recommend Joni's book. And one of the things I love about this is it not only contains her story, but it contains the story of, is it 11 other people? 11 other women who have gone through cancer. Not all of them were even adults. I think one at least was younger. 13. Um, yeah, 13-year-old with cancer. Um, the other thing that's in here that I think is really helpful is there's some tips for like what to do when you lose your hair. A um, couple of, Joni, tell me a little bit about the tips that you've also included in addition to the stories. I have tips in there on how to deal with nausea, how to deal with the bald head, how to deal with mouth sores, how to deal with fatigue, how to deal with the constipation, um, how to find a wig, um, what do you need to go to the doctor? Um, these just basic things to try to help us and even blood clots mm -hmm. because two women presented with blood clots, including mm -hmm. Michelle's mother. Mm -hmm. And so, so these are just some tips to help get through the, the things we deal with, with chemotherapy, which is common to many of the drugs. Right. So thank you for putting those in there too, because I think that's so helpful for somebody who's reading it, who's going through cancer and treatment right now. So the first part of the book is Joni's story. And she goes through her diagnosis, the process of treatment, and really um, talking about what a, a longer version of what we just talked about now. I wish we could talk about your whole story, Joni. Um, and then she tells the stories of some other people, and they're not all ovarian cancer survivors. I want you to know that there are other types of cancer that she has interviewed people, and they've talked about breast cancer and leukemia, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So um, their stories are told. And then, um, Joni, tell me why you decided to include those stories in addition to your own. Well, I just felt like um, cancer affects so many different women and there's different kinds of cancer. And I wanted to include more women. I wanted the book to be helpful to more women than just ovarian cancer um, survivors. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to include their stories to make it more relatable. Yeah. And I think it does help because you can see different processes. I know 
um, you've never had a relapse or a reoccurrence, correct? Correct. But I think at least one of the stories that you tell is of somebody who had to go in for treatment again. And that's a journey that having someone else tell that in their story can encourage somebody, even if you haven't walked through that yourself. Um, so that is in there. In the back, she has some links to websites that are helpful, um, some associations. Um, what other resources have you passed along to people who are going through cancer that in addition to your book, which I'm telling people you need to get Joni's book, what other resources do you recommend? Where does somebody go when they're first diagnosed? Um, well, one of the resources that, um, at least here in Wisconsin, is the Wisconsin Ovarian Cancer Alliance because they have information for women with ovarian cancer. They have um, comfort packs for women in the hospital and, and they have support for, for women who need it. They will partner you up with someone to help walk through the journey with you with ovarian cancer. So that, um, that is one of the resources. The American Cancer Society is a great resource. Um, I got my wig through the American Cancer Society. They offer um, a free wig for women going through chemotherapy. So there's, um, those are probably, probably the two major resources that I think of. Okay, yeah, and that list in here, you have a couple of those. And then Gilda's Club, you mentioned. Gilda's Club. Yep. And some of us now, I'm old enough to know who Gilda Radner is, but I don't know if all of my listeners will know that Gilda Radner was on Saturday Night Live. And was Gilda's Club started in her memory? Yes. Okay. So after Gilda passed away, then that was started. And so it's an education and support group. And there are groups in local areas. Um, and then Joni gives some survivor notes in the end, just for some updates. So as you think ahead, you know, this isn't going to be your only book now, right, writer Joni? Correct, correct. So, so what are you dreaming of next? What's on the way? Well, I had an amazing spiritual mother, and I wanted to share the lessons that I learned from her. And they were, just, they were life lessons that were amazing of God's provision, how God brings you through terrible times, good times. Um, you're not held back because of disability or because of physical health. Her physical health was not good. Mm -hmm. And just how God moved in her life. And I wanted to share those stories. Excellent. So you're, you're good at telling your own story, but you're also good at telling other people's stories. So I love how you weave that together. So we're going to be watching for that. I get to have the opportunity to see Joni every so often because we are part of a writer's group called Word Girls together. And so I get to hear a little bit more about what Joni has going on in her projects. But I will have a link to her website so that my listeners can um, just catch up with Joni and find all of her social media avenues so you can connect with Joni. If you have not connected with me yet, I'm on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm even on Pinterest. So um, I'd love to connect with you. Go to michellerayburn.com slash 15 if you want to get links to show notes, get Joni's book. Um, Joni, I just want to thank you so much for being with me today. It went really fast, I think. <laughs> I had a really nice time talking with you. So um, to all my listeners, come back next time. 
I'm going to be talking about career changes really soon, so watch for that in the next episode. And between now and then, I'm going to be turning 50, so um, having a little party next week for that too. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.